We need Hanukkah. Enough is enough. By Apostle Jacqueline Fedor. As stated in the blast many times, the feasts are not to just be celebrated, they are to be experienced. So it is with Hanukkah, a feast held in honor of God's intervention for mankind. Just as in 167 BC, when the Hebrew people had been swallowed into the culture of the Grecian Empire, so it is today on a much larger scale. God's people, along with everything on this planet, are assimilated into the world. Today's dilemma is of a much greater concern than the tyrant Antiochus IV and his armies. Everything on this planet is in one way or another held captive by Satan himself and his army of evil spirits through the world systems. Everyone is so absorbed, there is no way on our own to be free of them. Just as in the Maccabean era, even God's people, little by little, have been captivated by the society around them, with much of it in direct opposition to God's law and His nature. How could this happen? Didn't God give man instructions to not be like the world and to stay separate from it? Romans chapter 12 verse 1 And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. As mankind learns more about God, his knowledge will set them free, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. James chapter 1 verse 27 Pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their trouble, love one another, and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. James 4, verse 4, Adulterers and adulteresses. This is what the Lord labels those that love the world. Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. In 1 John chapter 2, verse 15, Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Yet the church that claims to love God is no different than the society around it. It dresses according to worldly trends, even though much of it is indecent and immodest. Look at the piercings. And didn't God say to not tattoo? Leviticus chapter 19 verse 28 You shall not make any cuttings in your flesh for the dead, nor tattoo any marks on you. I am the Lord. Wow! Look around you. On and on it is very sad. But for the most part, you honestly cannot tell God's people from the world. They have blended in and are very much a part of the worldly scene. What about the world's educational system? Didn't God say the wisdom or knowledge of this world is foolishness and futile? He told Adam and Eve in the very beginning, Don't taste, 
don't touch the fruit of Satan, the tree of good and evil. But they disobeyed and absorbed thoughts from the evil mind of God's enemy. They swallowed his lies and their minds were taken captive, and his thinking and logic became theirs also. They therefore parented Satan's world instead of establishing God's kingdom on the planet. Satan's wisdom and knowledge had become the database and moral standards they fabricated their existence on. It became also the knowledge of their descendants. All born from Adam's race are automatically assimilated into the enemy's culture from birth, becoming more and more like him, good and evil. They married God's angels, producing an altered race the enemy could legally claim as his. Once taught his knowledge, that thought like him. As a result, God said through the prophet Isaiah in chapter 55, Isaiah chapter 55, verses 8 and 9, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 19 explains, For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written, He catches the wise in their own craftiness. Yet man continues to seek the educational system of the world for knowledge. Think about this. Appealing schools from kindergarten to the most prestigious colleges dressed in splendor and grandeur by the world's best architects are just alluring containers of this world's foolish knowledge. Man has been so fooled by the world and deceived by its founder. Throughout man's history, God has thankfully dripped truth as honey into each generation that would sustain those that obeyed, thus preserving the human race. It was all a part of God's plan to eventually restore His creation. Then there is the world's banking system. Didn't He say, Owe no man anything but love? Romans chapter 13, verses 7 and 8 Render therefore to all their due, taxes to whom taxes are due, customs to whom customs, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. Man unwisely chose his own government in place of God's, so he is to be obedient to it. Owe no one anything except to love one another, for he who loves another has fulfilled the law. Yet man is bound in unpaid taxes, credit cards they cannot pay off, loans, debt of every sort. The world's banking systems in prison and hold captive the majority of mankind. It is a lovely tool in the hands of the enemy to enslave man. God's word says to work to give. Satan teaches accumulate wealth and use it to satisfy self. This thinking causes man to always want more than he has. Lust of the eye and pride of life drives man further and further into debt seeking the pleasures the world offers. 
Then we have the governments of this world, God refers to as beasts, that have devoured mankind. He cautions us to render what is due to them, for man chose them. 1 Samuel chapter 8 verses 5 and verse 7 pinpoints this time in history. It's another place where man was drawn further into Satan's systems. And said to him, Samuel, God's priests, Look, you are old, and your sons do not walk in your ways. Now make us a king to judge us, like all the nations. The beast was requested and accepted by God's people. And the Lord said to Samuel, Heed the voice of the people in all that they say to you, for they have not rejected you, but they have rejected me, that I should not reign over them. Originally God ruled his people through his leadership. Now it is Satan that rules through his men. So you can see why God's enlightened people are to not help the governmental systems today, as they too would be marked an enemy. Satan's people, those he possesses, those in his image, wear a spiritual number that the spirit realm can clearly see. 666 is the number of those belonging to the household of Satan and serving his systems. They lend their minds and extend their hands to helping and are therefore marked as his. As individuals, the altar of their hearts are polluted by the world and her prince, as surely as the altar in the temple in Jerusalem was adorned by Zeus, enraging the Maccabees, an altar where wonderful self, taught by Satan's knowledge and governed by him, sits on the throne. Genesis chapter 3 verse 5 shows us how all of this about self began. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. This was Satan's rebuttal to God's command to not eat of the tree of good and evil, or in other words, feed on the lies of Satan in the beginning of humanity. God's values have since that time been replaced by the world's. Gathered as a body, they become the body of Satan, serving the enemy to come against God's people making their leader appear as God, as foreshadowed by Antiochus. He too wanted to be God manifested. Antiochus, the king of Tyre, Haman, Hitler. Many men down through the ages were possessed and used by Satan, the great dragon of Revelation, to come against God's people and stop his plan for man's restoration and the establishment of God's kingdom. Puppets of the individual described in Isaiah chapter 14, who says, Isaiah chapter 14, verse 14, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. In the world he has accomplished this. Revelation chapter 13, verse 4, So they worship the dragon, who gave authority to the beast by depending on the governments of the world to govern, protect, and guide in place of God through his priests. Man inadvertently loves the force that sustains it, which is Satan, the old dragon, 
and they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like the beast? Who is able to make war with him? These patriotic ones wear the mark 666. This shows us how badly mankind needs God to intervene, as the real battle is a supernatural one. We can't even see the enemy except through the world that reflects their existence. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12 explains this to us. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Yet many wars are fought and people killed in the name of God, supposedly in defense of his people and truth. It's a supernatural war, people of God, and mankind is being used. The only thing that will protect humanity in this supernatural battle is separation from the systems of the world and the people the enemy owns. They will be used to come against God's people. Stay clear of them. God's angels are not instructed to give aid to those engaged in the affairs of the world, infrastructured and ruled by his enemy. Daniel chapter 12 verse 1 At that time, Michael shall stand up, the great prince, who stands watch over the sons of your people, and there shall be a time of trouble, such as never was, since there was a nation. Even to that time, and at that time your people shall be delivered, everyone who is found written in the book. Humanity must understand, Jesus came to save man from the world, but the world itself will be destroyed. So be as separate as possible. It is imperative for minds and hearts to be completely free of them. Physically, it is impossible. This is why man desperately needs God to intervene. They can't do it themselves. It is their heart condition that is judged as to who is to be saved through the end to rebuild a new society on the earth and establish God's kingdom and his systems. The most hated facet of the world system, however, is its churches and its many religious organizations. They have a name, Babylon, and are collectively the bride of Satan, the city of God's enemy, the opposite of New Jerusalem. Babylon's doctrines and theology emerged through the world's knowledge to systematically throughout the generations establish the religious beliefs and theories of the world's people today. It has a godly appearance for sure, but is built on the enemy's lies and not according to truth. Second Timothy chapter 3 verses 1 through 5 says, But know this, that in the last days perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure, 
rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying its power, and from such people turn away. The world's religions harbor many traditions gleaned from the world's societies. For instance, they celebrate the world's holidays, ignoring the Lord's, uphold the laws of man carefully, and disregard the law of God. Thus their rebellion guarantees the will of God concerning their welfare will not be carried out, and His promises of restoration are for them invalid. The immoral practices practiced in Babylon are accepted, regardless of the fact the Word of God prohibits them. Hypocrites, big congregations, money, beautiful edifices, reputations, control and authority are greatly valued over pure religion by the world's leadership as a whole. Those in leadership positions that do see through the cloud of deception love truth and try to share it with their congregation may find themselves looking for another church as the world's people hate change. They like their lifestyles. They have been held captive by evil religious spirits that in reality run the church. For so long they have lost their love of the truth and are satisfied in their doldrum. It is apparent the church has been absorbed into the world's pagan culture and therefore staunchly defends its right to the world's ways and traditions. They unknowingly defeat themselves. In Mark chapter 7 verse 13 shows us how making the word of God of no effect through your tradition which you have handed down and many such things you do. Yet man blames God when his word does not seem to work on our behalf. Mankind can go right on defending their traditional religious beliefs that differ from the revealed in time knowledge of God, but they will never receive God's promises nor advance to become a part of His plan for restoration. If His word is not ingested to nourish their hearts and minds, how can it reverse the damage done by Adam and Eve? If it has no effect on them, how can it bring change? To ensure man's failure, the enemy assigns Babylon the task of embracing the world's ways. How sad. Revelation chapter 17 verses 1 through 5 warns us of her. Then one of the seven angels who had seven bowls came and talked with me, saying to me, Come, I will show you the judgment of the great harlot who sits on many waters, with whom the kings of the earth committed fornication, the governments uphold her, and the inhabitants of the earth were made drunk with the wine of her fornication. The world's people love her. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast, man's government, which was full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. Man's government has perfect and complete authority in the world. The woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet. There are many splendid churches in the world, and adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls. 
she looks beautiful. Having in her hand a golden cup, full of abominations and the filthiness of her fornication. All is practiced in loud sodomy, pedophiles, etc. And on her forehead a name was written, Mystery, Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and of the abominations of the earth. Revelation chapter 18 verses 3 through 4 shows she is worldwide. For all the nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. The kings of the earth, the beast, have committed fornication with her. Why she is called the harlot, and the merchants of the earth have become rich through the abundance of her luxury. She owns land, businesses, etc. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, lest you share in her sins, and lest you receive of her plagues. Hopefully, those trapped in these religious prisons will begin to hear the call of God, see the light of the eighth day, recognize God's end-time message as taught by the children of oil, and run to freedom. Jesus set the captives free, opened the prison doors, but they must come out. He overcame the world, but man must separate from it. They must fully understand who owns the world systems to have a deeper perception and wiser perspective to judge these matters. Did you ever notice the world belongs to Satan, yet God is blamed for what happens in it? Wrong perspective. Please understand, the only time the world is affected majorly by God is when he intervenes. The flood of Noah's day, Sodom and Gomorrah in Abraham's day, the Maccabean war, etc. Yes, he is with man to uphold them in tribulation and trial, to give them courage to continue and wisdom to overcome, if they are his. But the same things happen to his people as befalls the world, because Satan is its God and he rules its systems. John chapter 16 verse 33 These things I, Jesus, have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. In the natural, the enemy has wrapped all mankind tightly into his world, and like creatures in a well-constructed web, there is physically no way out. We are experiencing the tribulations of Hanukkah worldwide. You see, the only way the enemy can even hope to win is to defeat us in the natural. He has already lost the battle in the supernatural with Christ's resurrection over death, hell, and the grave. He has already defeated the powers and principalities the rulers of darkness, but as long as the world remains, they still have authority and cause havoc. It's their world. But they couldn't destroy him. Jesus was the victor, and he has a perfectly calculated plan for man's restoration and their victory over the enemy. Yes, 
the greater Mattathias, man's eternal high priest, after the order of Melchizedek, Jesus Christ, has already undisputedly defeated him and overcome the world. The fallout of that victory is beginning to fall like rain on the earth. It is bringing change through the end-time knowledge being revealed from the spiritual Mount Sion, which is in the physical Mount Hermon. It was there the greatest thrust of the enemy to assimilate man since the garden began. Look at what is on the physical Mount Hermon today, representing the high places of the enemy. It is from that point in the supernatural that the last battle will be fought to restore man. God's government, the house of the greater David, shines as a huge menorah from the high summit of this spiritual mountain to guide those that love God through the end days. From here, the light of truth illuminates to bring down the stronghold of Satan's government and set God's people free. Through the Lord's children of oil, the universal law of God is being established. It is from this mountain that God rules and is beginning His new society. The world is not God's, but the earth sure is, and will be restored and occupied by His new species. It is far from an easy time as this all takes place in Satan's world, and is therefore met with much adversity. God must intervene for order and harmony to ever be restored on our planet. He must intervene for creation to see the physical reversal of the results of Satan's intervention 7,000 years ago. In closing, with the dawning of the eighth day, big changes are happening. The anointing on the new species and the message they bear breaks the enemy's yoke over mankind, offering freedom to those that will hear. Soon, our high priest, Yeshua, will say, Enough is enough. And as assuredly as Jerusalem and the temple were restored and rededicated to God, the world in its rubbish will pass away, and in its place, Perfection will be restored to earth and all left on it. A worldwide Hanukkah is about to be celebrated by the children of oil, the latter-day Maccabees. Hope we are all there. Happy Hanukkah!